We're presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Eric Allen here inside the studio, joined by one of my favorite interviewers, interviewees <laughs> here at One Jets Drive. That is defensive coordinator Jeff Albrick. Brick, how has your summer been? It was fantastic. You know, got some some time with the family and uh, got to reset a little bit and rest a little bit and uh, uh, ready to roll. How much has changed since we were talking down in Mobile, Alabama Man. at the Senior Bowl? <laughs> we are, from a personnel standpoint, for sure, we are a different defense. Um, absolutely love and appreciate the guys that fought with us in year one and, and a lot of growth occurred individually, collectively, the whole deal. Um, but uh, we got some guys now that uh, um, we're extremely excited about and uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a different year. You talked about numerous times that not only do you guys have players who are physically talented, but they bring a lot of intangibles That's right. on the field and inside the room. Can you go in depth on that? Yeah, like, you know, 20 plus years in the NFL now playing and coaching and, and, uh, and I don't want to sound uh, over the top here, but it is absolutely um, the finest collection of human beings from top to bottom that I've ever been around. Um, character, football character, uh, off the charts, guys that uh, absolutely love this game, obsessed by it. Um, to, to assemble uh, a collective group that there is no turds, there is no outlier regarding a guy that maybe doesn't love it, not obsessed with it, not willing to put the work in. It's really hard to find. It's just a, it's a tremendous credit to Joe Douglas, tremendous credit to uh, Coach Robert Sala and uh, this entire organization really like refusing to compromise when it comes to that. What does that mean for you as a teacher, a guy who's installing the defensive plan, the game plan, or who's going to go through all these installations throughout training camp, but to have a collection of guys like this? It makes it fun. You know, you got guys that they're, uh, you know, a lot of times you got to urge a guy to come in extra, um, takes the extra time that it takes and, and uh, want more. Uh, that is not the case with this group. These guys are absolutely down for whatever. Uh, the extra is kind of part of their DNA, and uh, it just makes it fun coming to work every day when you got a group like this. You said a good defense has to be feared. Yep. What do you mean by that? Well, I think there, there, there's, there's multiple components to it. Um, I think the most obvious is the physical component. Um, we've got to be a team that is absolutely physical, and physical can be defined and demonstrated in a lot of different ways. Um, I think the obvious is obviously the way you hit a guy. But it's within the line of scrimmage. It's getting off of blocks. It's coming out of breaks. It's all that we do. Um, we got to demonstrate that uh, at all times. Um, so that's a that's a big part of it. And then there's a mental component to that. You know, as far as being so precise in what we do and having answers for all the issues that we potentially could have, um, and then to have the ability to execute at the highest level. I think that creates a level of fear, especially within opposing quarterbacks and offenses. So and offensive coordinator. So I think it's, it's, it's part, partly physical, it's partly mental. And, um, and I think we've got the guys that are capable. I really do believe that we have the guys that are capable to get that, uh, that, that accomplished. What's the importance of dictating on early downs? I know it sounds so elementary, but I go back to Mike LaFleur last season. A lot of people were questioning, what is he doing? And they kept on saying, we need more plays, and then that playbook is going to expand. From a defensive coordinator's perspective, 
on the surface, it looks like you have a lot of guys who can really get after that quarterback. So if you have teams in third and five, third and six, third and seven, then what does it do for you in terms of opening it up? Yeah, it's huge. Um, you got to win the early downs in this game. Uh, you got to set yourself up with third and longers. This league is just, um, it's so hard. The skill level is so high. Um, the ability level is so high for, for an offense. When they get into that third and two to five window, um, defensively, it becomes hard to win in those windows, you know, because uh, you got guys that can win the one on ones. You get, you got, um, you know, from a pressure standpoint, it's hard to get there when the ball's coming out that quickly, right. you know, so it nullifies your defensive line a lot. So, as you said, winning on those early downs, creating those third and six plus um, downs is huge. Um, I really believe we have the guys to get that accomplished now. Uh, you know, there's, uh, there's, there's a couple philosophies on how you get that done. Um, I think the one that we will lean to and uh, that I believe in and Coach Sala believes in is on those early downs, we're going to play simple, sound, fundamental football. Um, we're going to play fast. We're going to play physical. Uh, we're not going to overload our players with a whole lot um, just so that they can demonstrate all the stuff that we talked about, physicality, precision, all those things. You know, and then on um, on those third and longers, that'll really give us the ability to open up the playbook. Just as the offense was was trying to get accomplished all last season, um, that's when you can really get a little bit more exotic with coverage, pressure, all those things. Now those defensive linemen really come to life, um, and and from a back end perspective, you know, it's their job to to create that hitch for the defensive line. So. Uh, It'll be exciting to get into those longer windows and open up this playbook and really allow these players to, to have some fun getting after people. Where do you think you have to be in terms of run defense? Obviously, you want to be a stout unit, but full runs of Fadakasi not here. Solomon Thomas, a big free agent addition, who I yep. think has kind of slipped under the radar here. Saw C.J. Mosley, what he could do last year if anybody had right. any doubt. Right. He still remains one of the finer linebackers Absolutely. in the National Football League. I know you guys love what you got out of Quincy Williams last year, and he should only get better. And then you have some young pieces around that unit. But where do you have to be in terms of this run defense? Yeah, we, we've, we've got to be sound. We've got to be physical, which I've ever already spoke on. But um, the big part is you just can't let teams really get their run game established and rolling because – that's when defense becomes very hard because not only you're struggling with the run, um, you're you're creating third and shorts, which aren't good, and then it opens up this whole can of worms regarding play action. You know, so it's going to be a huge emphasis for us defensively to be um, better versus the run. Part of that is we've we've brought in new players. That's going to absolutely help that. Um, part of that is a second year in the system, especially from a linebacker perspective, because. Uh, what this system has asked linebackers to do in the past is so difficult from a coverage standpoint that inevitably, especially year one within the system, um, there can be some hiccups, there can, can be some struggles in the run game because when I know I got to take Tyreek Hill on a, on a vertical route as a linebacker, I'm right. not so eager to jump in my A-gap and stop a run. You know, So it takes, it's like you overcorrect at first and you play so passive in the run game because you're so worried about the the pass stuff, 
And then year two, you start to settle down and start to really understand when I have threats, when I don't have threats, when I can be aggressive, when I can't be aggressive. You know, at the same time, um, I think we've refined our scheme in a, in a way that, that allows to be more aggressive versus the run. So it's, it's a combination of a lot of things, but it's extremely important. Yeah, what's the evolution of the scheme? Because you learn a lot of things about your personnel in right. year one. You come in here, you work with Robert for the first time, and then you have this huge transformation in terms of bringing in all these talented pieces yeah. in this offseason. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you, know, you, you always have to evolve in this league. You have to. There's just too many bright offensive minds that are uh, – it's funny, they used to have their their beaters, their three beaters, their four beaters, their six beaters, all those things, and it was kind of standardized. Um, now, you know, because of the the Mike LaFleurs, because of the Kyle Shanahan's, because of these guys are, that are really go beyond what was the traditional way to beat things, creating new problems for us defensively. Um, really, from their perspective, they went from trying to just beat us to really understand us, and that's dangerous, you know? Mm. So. You know, and uh, when you have a strong understanding of a defense, it really opens up your ability to beat the defense in new, innovative ways, which really create problems for us. So as they evolve, as they grow, as they create more of these beaters for us, we have to evolve, you know. So I think um, we really took a deep dive and, and really washed our scheme. And um, we won't abandon the base fundamentals of it, but some of the coverage principles within it, we definitely refined and, and tried to give our, our players a better opportunity to be successful. So um, I think it's going to help us a lot, too. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to give away state secrets here on the EVA training right. camp. But one thing that I always thought that was fascinating that Robert has stressed each time I talk to him about coverages is that there's this notion that you guys in the back end are always playing zone. And Robert always smiles and says, we play a lot more man than you think. Absolutely. And you have, personnel-wise, if you really look at it, you have even have more ability entering year two to play man. Yeah. Um, it, it's, uh, it's an interesting balance. You know, when you look at the teams that major in man, when that is the majority of what they play, um, it can be very good. It can be very successful. It can work at a very high level. Um, but at times, if you really look at the people that major in it at times, they, they all also give up some explosives, you know. And, and high risk, high reward. It is. And uh, um, although we will play man, and there's absolutely times where you have to play man, you know, like we talked about the third and short windows where you got to glove people up and challenge them and, and, and stick to them. Um, I think we're going to still be a balanced team, though. I think I, I really believe the best branded defense for this particular group of guys and within this system is when you have true balance you know and that's not to say we'll be all zone or majority zone or all man or all, i think when you find that that balance um that's when you keep offenses a little bit off platform and they're not quite sure what they're getting that's when we play our best ball that's when we give our players the best opportunity to be successful so um we will play a little bit of all of it, you know, and and uh, and we'll get really good at it. And and um, and when I say that, that doesn't necessarily mean a lot of defense, right? You know, that just means some variety within what we do. That's all it is. Yeah, you just have more options.
WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. Carl Lawson, he was the best player on the field by far last summer. Uh, how excited are you to get him back here as we start training camp? And then also from a coaching standpoint, I, I know you love coaching him. But do you have to caution him, hey, sometimes we've got to just scale back a little bit. We're heading in the right direction. Yeah, like <laughs> Carl's a guy that you got to yell, whoa, because he will go at all times. Um, so excited to get him back. Just not only the talent, which is obvious, and like you said, um, by far the, the MVP of last training camp, um, what he put out there, he was difficult to block with and deal with every single day. Um, but he is a guy that we, I think we will have to monitor because he is, he's, again, he's one of these guys that is so obsessed with the game and goes so hard and has no, um, like he only does things one way. So because of that, we have to be careful on the reps, the, the situations, the times that we utilize him. And we really have to help him, help himself regarding that because he's a guy that will, will he'll work himself to death if he could, you know? because he loves the game, because he's such a great teammate, because he wants to create this amazing legacy as a player and a person. Um, so we got to kind of protect him from himself a little bit, you know? But at the same time, I know he's so eager to get back out there. and um, Because of that obsession and love for the game, he loves to practice and he loves to constantly refine his skill and and uh, evolve and grow and try new things. And uh, he's really, he's, he, he's why you coach this game. How cool is it to have him considering you just went up in the draft and got Jermaine Johnson, of course, and then can't come back in the fourth round and get Michael Clemens, two guys that you like. But just having a guy like Lawson in the room and watching him on the field and the way he prepares and the way he takes everything so seriously. Yep. Yeah, he just he creates such a, an amazing environment for these younger players because he, he provides the perfect model of what it's supposed to look like as a pro, the way he prepares, the way he takes care of his body, the way he eats, the way he studies film. Um, yeah, he, these, these younger guys, they don't know because they don't know better, but they're, they're so fortunate to have a guy in the room that can show them um, exactly what it looks like to do it at the highest level. The changing dynamic at defensive end, we talk about the draft picks. You re-signed Vinnie Curry. Uh, Jacob Martin comes over in free agency. Nobody's talking about him, but he's going to fit in great in the system. Um, you still have Bryce Huff here. Uh, I'm just wondering how the dynamic changes in the middle now with the healthy loss and, and all these guys on the edge. And I didn't mention JFM because he's got the versatility flip inside. Absolutely. But what does it mean for guys like Quinn Williams, Solomon Thomas, Sheldon Rankins, and JFM when he goes inside? It just gives us a lot of versatility. It allows these guys to play the style in which we're trying to, to play. Um, we absolutely like, we, and I know I, I, I take heat about this and I really could care less, <laughs> that we rotate so much, yeah. you know? But um, I really believe 
and this is from a coaching perspective, it's also because I played the game, that to play the style of defense we want to play regarding the effort, the strain, the toughness, um, that ability to go all gas, no breaks, and make that come to life in every way, uh, rotation is necessary. You know, and at times you just don't have the depth. You don't have the the guys that are capable of rotating and maintaining the same level of play. Um, we have that now, you know, so it's going to be really exciting to see that come to life. These guys are going to play with their absolute hair on fire, like um, knowing that, OK, I play four plays, I play five plays. I can come out and we're not going to there's not going to be a big drop off to the next man. So um, the depth is absolutely critical, especially on the defensive line. Why do you think that comes with a bad connotation sometimes when people are talking about some people and keeping people fresh? Right. Like, like you just discussed it. I, I just don't understand. I get Quinn Williams is an elite talent. I get yep. that Carl Lawson is an elite talent. But you need everybody firing for four quarters, right? right? I was talking to White Cotton about it a few weeks ago during OTAs, and, and he talked about the number of reps that JFM played last season. Well, he doesn't have to play that amount of reps, and you could get more production out of him. That's right. I, th I just think it's human nature when you know you're in it for 60, 70 plays of defense, like regardless of your makeup, regardless how much you love it, regardless how tough you are, you know, what type of motor you have, I think inevitably you – hold back at times, you know, and, and, you know, there's that internal conversation about, okay, when this is third and six, I need to go. Right. You know, so on this second and eight, like maybe this is my op to, to hold back a little bit, you know, and, and when you really studied the game, even the best players, even the best of all time in this, in this game, you see them hold back at times, you know, and especially from a D-line perspective, because it's just so straining, it's so taxing, it's so hard to to maintain, a, you know, the highest level of play for 60, 70 plays. So I think when these guys really have a full understanding that, that I can go hard and then I'm going to get subbed, that I'm not going to be in here for 60, 70 plays, I think you get a better version of them. I really do. And then when the critical moments come, third down, two minute, end of game, like, we're ready to roll. We're ready to finish. We're ready to, to close the door on somebody. Uh, Robert said Sauce Gardner can pretty much do it all. He's going to have to make an adjustment here yep. as he plays. He said one of the things that he pointed out was sometimes they can get free releases and not a foul as opposed to college. Can you talk about that transition and what he's going to have to prepare for? Yeah, he's one of the guys that I don't know what the percentage was, but it was – maybe the highest of all the, the draft eligible corners regarding his his time being down in a press position. Right. So he lived in that world and he thrived in that world. And, um, and obviously we're gonna allow him to do that as often as we can. But at the same time in this league that you're gonna play teams that are gonna create formations, whether it's condensed formations, book alignments, where you gotta get off, whether it's stacks, bunches, where they're, they're trying to free a guy up. Um, there's going to be times where he's not going to be able to be in that press position. So it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment for him, you know. But, um, you know, I'm hopeful we'll mix in enough zone, we'll mix in enough stuff for him where um, he'll still be able to thrive, he'll still be able to do his thing. And, and, he's, and he's saying all of that, he's still going to have plenty of ops to get down and press people. Right, and, yeah, yeah. And kind of, that's his superpower, you know, <laughs> it really is. And um, 
for us to not allow him to do that as often as we can would be a, a huge mistake on our part. Right. You know? did, did anything surprise you about him during the spring? You knew he was a sensational talent. Right. And you knew he was competitive. But even just me watching from the sideline, it was like every play he was getting after it. It, it wasn't – some guys make that transition and there's a little bit of – taking a step back and absorbing and I'm sure he's absorbing because I know he can't get enough football but with that being said he was on it right after people he's a the the rare guy that he uh, refuses to repeat errors he's just constantly growing um, something happens out there that's out of whack and, and he gets beat or or maybe he doesn't get beat maybe the guy's just more open than he'd like and he sprints over to the sideline, and it's Tony Oden, it's Marco Emanuel, it's myself, it's all of us, it's it, it's Coach Sala. Like, you know, what happened there? Like, you know, he was he's he's uh, an insane student of this game. He's uh, he's got a passion for it, a love for it, but he's also got the brain to ability and the ability to to absorb it all too. You know, so um, to see him in the spring, that was probably the thing that I was most surprised about because we knew the athlete, you know, we knew the athletic talent, we knew that. And we had heard about the makeup, especially having Greg Scruggs here who had been in Cincinnati, who gave us a really an inside view of him from a guy that had coached him at Cincinnati. Um, but still just to see it and to see the consistency of it, to see a guy first out on the field, last to leave, to see a guy that was so um, just just obsessed with it, you know, and I, I don't know I'm using that word a lot, but he's just, uh, he's he's unique in that way. A lot of rookies just kind of sit back and, and take their lumps and, and steadily grow. Um, I don't think he's down for that life. Like he wants it and he wants it now and he wants to be great today. He doesn't want to just be a player in this league. He doesn't want to just be a starter. That That is like the farthest thing from his brain. I think there's a huge part of him and he's got the makeup to do it from a physical and mental, emotional standpoint. He wants to be the best in this game. How about the swagger and the depth at that position? You're talking about sauce before. DJ Reed, such a fascinating story. And I know you appreciate his work ethic. And I just love that dynamic there. But then you think about the cornerback group. You guys are awfully high on Michael Carter. But now you, you got this depth that has developed suddenly yep. feels like overnight. For you sure. saw what Bryce Hall did last year and Brandon Eccles and still yep. have Javelin Gidry as well. Yep. So it's like you, you got swagger, you got you got front line, big time ability, but you have depth as well. Yeah, that's it it's critical. They're they're gonna happen. Um people are gonna get hurt, they're gonna get nicked, things are gonna happen. You have to have the ability to absorb injury in this league. You have to. And if you can't, uh you're not going to have sustained success. So the fact that we do have depth now is um, it's very exciting. And we got guys with a lot of different skill sets, you know, so I think it's going to give us the ability to to really adapt to offenses at times regarding matchups, regarding, you know, techniques, regarding calls that we can that we can utilize based upon our superpowers. Um, you got a guy in DJ Reed who brings an edge. He brings a dog mentality. That's very unique, especially for that position. You know, he's uh, another guy that provides such an amazing example for these younger players, especially from where he's came from and what he's had to overcome. And he's not a guy that's just been given everything. You know, he wasn't given anything from a college perspective, wasn't drafted super high. 
got cut, like all these things that have occurred to him um, and still found a way to be a top tier corner in this league. And he's still growing and he's still just scratching the surface of what he, what he can become. So he provides so much for us in that way. Obviously, Sauce, we already spoke on him. Um, you got Brandon Eccles, who I, I anticipate making a, a big jump this mm. year. He was a guy that, um, you know, maybe going into the season, maybe he didn't think, maybe we didn't think that he'd be a guy that we were going to have to count on for so much. You know, he was a six-round pick out of, out of Kentucky, and all of a sudden he's thrown into the fire and he's starting for us and um, doing a heck of a job. And he's a guy that grew as the year went on and became a better player. But I always believe that rookies, they're kind of just – they're they're – they're trying to stay alive. They're trying to keep their head up, you know, out of water. And, and, and you're constantly got this sensation that you're being drowned, you know, whether it's the competition, the playbook, the, the, the length of the season, all those things. Um, and then finally the season ends, you finally have a chance to breathe. And, and that's where the growth occurs. Things start to really absorb. Things start to make sense. Um, and I feel that from him. There's a new sense of confidence about him, swagger, whatever that, how you want to define it, but I think he's going to make a big jump. I, I think Bryce is going to make a big jump. You know, we, we, we forget that he hadn't played a lot of football prior to last year. You know, obviously he came in as a later draft pick, but then had the injury and, and wasn't available a whole lot for his rookie year. So he's going to make a big jump. So uh, Michael Carter, again, another rookie who gets this offseason to let things slow down for him. And um, I think he's going to be a much better player than he was, although he played tremendously, especially for a late round rookie playing nickel in this league, which is a huge task. Yeah. Um, so it's exciting. WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. Your favorite player growing up was Ronnie Lott. He was. So let's talk about the safety position. Um, the dynamic has changed there as well. Yep. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner, why did you guys resign him? Um, he played one game last year. A lot of teams might have, been, might have said, hey, listen, it didn't work out. Unfortunately, you get the injury. And, and you're north of 30 at the same time. But you guys brought him back. And then you bring in Jordan Whitehead, a guy who's got championship pedigree, who's a thumper, who potentially could be a tone setter for that back end. Yeah. Um, LaMarcus was an easy decision as far as I'm concerned. Um, just getting to know him. I know we didn't have him for, but, you know, a couple plays of that first game. But having the offseason with him, his makeup is, is world class. Um, he's a great teammate. He's a great human being. He's a great man, um, first and foremost. So you just you want as many of those people in your building. And then the player is, um, he's a guy that like, in my opinion, how we utilize him exactly how he should be utilized. He's a safety, cause he's got safety brain. He's got safety mouthpiece regarding his ability to communicate and run a defense and make all the checks and, and, and all the stuff from a coverage perspective. But he's also a guy that we're gonna ask to play man at times. And the fact that he's played nickel and corner and he's done that been asked that done that at a high level makes him the perfect candidate to play kind of that free safety position. he's kind of out of his time don't you think because uh, a, a lot of people now think of safeties 
in a corner like role at times. Absolutely, yeah. This league has become so coverage based, and um, you got to have versatility get back there. You got to have guys that can do a little bit of it all, zone man, and then everything in between. And uh, and he checks those boxes for us. Uh, plus another guy that for a very young secondary, um, another guy that provides the example of what the pro is supposed to look like. You yeah. know, as much as we'd like to say as a coach, we can instill those those work habits and. Um, you know, all the small things that make great pros, you know, there's nothing more powerful than them them seeing it and it being demonstrated on a daily basis. He provides that for us. So to me it was an easy it was an it was an easy uh you know, as as far as like why we brought him back. Like it, we I don't think anybody fought with that, you know, that issue when we, we, we addressed it this off season. And then Jordan Whitehead brings swagger, toughness, um you know, and like, I don't know how best to describe this. He's just, uh, and I don't want to diminish like what he is because I know I'm, I'm raving about these guys because I love these guys collectively, but he really is different. Like he's an edgy, tough, like you said, potential tone setter, physical safety, um, but at the same time has this like high level of like kindness about yes. him, you know, that just absolutely attracts people to him. So he's a guy that's just like leadership comes easy. He's that's what I was going to ask you when you were talking right now is like, it's almost like, I don't know how much he's talking inside the room and he might be talking a bunch, but it's, it seems like he's soft spoken, but he's definitely somebody who other players are going to gravitate towards. No doubt. You know, and because of that, he's going to have the ability to really bring people along with him and uh he does have a coach's brain like he wants to know every little detail he wants to know the why and um guys like that are just hard to come across you know um, we're so fortunate that we had the opportunity to sign him typically guys like that and then and i don't know what the situation was in tampa and a lot of times it's money related business sure. related and who knows but um that's not typically a guy that ever leaves a building. You know, he stays for a long time, especially when people really understand his DNA and his makeup. Um, so, so fortunate that we got him and, and uh, he's gonna make us so much better on the back end. And then there's other guys back there you're super excited about too. I mean, it's it's gonna be a, a dog fight to start. It's gonna be a dog fight to make this team from that position. Whereas maybe last year, we didn't have the same sort of competition that we do now, so it's, it, it's so exciting from that standpoint because Elijah Riley is a guy that just insane instinct and, and leadership and all, all the stuff that he brings. And um, I thought, you know, last year was really his first opportunity to play a substantial amount of reps from a defensive perspective. Um, and I thought he did well, you know, and, and then Panak making this transition from yeah. corner, super excited about him because it's like he has all the stuff that we can't coach. He's got length, he's got speed, he's got physicality, he plays hard, he's tough. Um, the position is just still new to him. This is gonna be, I was just talking to Marco Emanuel's coach, um, who does a tremendous job with those guys, regarding like, this is his first training camp ever as a safety, you know? So we gotta remind ourselves that because that's not gonna always look perfect, you know? And I think he gets that and I get that and Panat gets that, you know, but, um, but we see this growth that's occurring every day with him as he starts to under, understand the position at a higher level. So that's exciting. And then Ashton Davis, I think, you know, here's a guy that got injured, 
you know, early in his career, really didn't get an opportunity to, like last season as we prepared, you know, he wasn't with us in the OTAs mini camps. He wasn't um, a participant in the off season. And then in training camp even, you know, wasn't able to do a whole lot. So when he eventually got the opportunity to play and he had to play a substantial amount of reps for us, it was without a ton of work within this defense. And that's hard. That's really hard. It's hard to ask, in my opinion, linebackers and safeties within the system because there's a, we put a lot of stress on them. We ask a, a lot out of them, you know, and um, to see what he's going to be capable of now that things, I think, have slowed down a little bit, absorbed. He's got a lot of banked reps um, from last season and now an entire offseason with us. I think you're going to see a big jump from him as well. And then Will Parks, too. I don't want to miss on Will because um, Will's one of those guys that, like, he brings that different level of – he's got experience, obviously. He's played a lot of football in this league, but he's got a different edge to him. You know, he's a guy that, like, I don't want to diminish all the other stuff, but, like, if I'm going to go fight in a dark alley, like, he's one of the guys that I'm taking with me. Yeah. See, it's clear talking to you and other people inside the building. I, I don't think that people externally – they – fully have appreciated that point just yet is that you guys are excited where some people externally might be well safety seems like a question mark right now you guys are genuinely excited about this group not just okay yeah we brought in whitehead and uh lamarcus is going to bring a lot of versatility to the table but you just named you just went up and down that group in terms of depth pieces and how a lot of those guys are still growing in their NFL They players. are. Yeah, it's, so it's it's going to be exciting to see how it shakes out, you know? Like, is this Pinox year? Who knows? You know, like, that that story hasn't been told yet, you know, and, and he'll, still that, he'll tell that story. But uh, uh, it's exciting to see what that group will become. How pumped are you? I'm, I'm super excited. This is especially, like, you know, as much as we struggled last year at times, you know, I – I absolutely put that on myself that I didn't get the job done. I didn't do enough for them to be successful. But I really believe another year within this system for these players, for myself, and uh, really gaining a deeper, deeper understanding of the answers that are necessary to help them really unlock their superpowers. Um, it's just, uh, it's exciting to think that we're gonna finally like bring some true joy to these players as they start to realize what they can become individually and collectively as a defense and to, to really bring the success and uh, that this fan base deserves, you know? Because, you know, I've been a lot of places and been around a lot of fan bases and it's just one that as, met, as much as the Jets have struggled over the years, it doesn't feel like they've, they've left. You know, they've they they've kept their love and their passion and their and um, their support of this team and this organization through all the hard times. To think that we can bring them a product that they're going to be really proud of is exciting to me. But that speaks to who you are as a coach. You said that maybe there's some things that you think you can improve upon. But one thing I think that we got to take into account is you put your head down and during the storm you didn't change you didn't waver and it has always stuck out to me that you said in january that we could have took shortcuts but in the long run that was not going to help us improve now you've set yourself up 
to take that next step. Absolutely. You know, and, and I'm not saying our way is the best way or the right way, but it's the way that we chose. And, and I think it's going to pay dividends in, in the long run. We could have absolutely fabricated some make-believe defense that would have um, maybe helped us within some games and, and made some games a little tighter and maybe pulled out a, a win here or there. But in the long run, I really want these players to know that they're the answer, not me. I'm not the puppet master holding the strings over here. They're the ones that are going to make this defense come to life. They're the ones that are going to create that defense that is feared and uh, and that brings pride back to this organization and to this fan base and, and to them individually as, as, as human beings and men and the prideful men that they are. So, you so got, excited. You got a really cool staff, too. I do. Yeah. yeah. And, and how much did you guys grow together last year? And, man – it just seems like, and you point them out continually here as we talk, but it just seems like everybody's totally together in mindset. It's so, it, it's the absolute truth. Mike Rutenberg, who does a fantastic job with the linebackers, Marquand Manuel, who coaches our safeties, Tony Oden, who does an excellent job with those corners, and what a task he was asked to do last year, you know, to, to coach so many young guys up on the fly. Um, Ricky Manning Jr., like we're, we're so fortunate to have this guy who's played the position of nickel at the highest level, maybe one of the premier nickels that have ever played this game, really has, he's one of the guys that kind of put it on the map, him and, and Rondé Barber and, and some of those original guys. Um, and then to have Aaron Whitecotton with such a deep understanding of this front and now to bring in Greg Scruggs and, um, and then Nat Willingham, another fantastic addition who who uh he's kind of in a support position but he's going to help with the linebackers and help a lot of different places help myself um you know this business any business when when times are hard and, and you're going through struggles and adversity um I, I feel like the normal thing amongst groups is there's always going to be a little bit of uh people deviating from the plan right people protecting themselves um it's not my fault you know and and creating pockets and division and, and that whole thing. We saw absolutely none of that last year. Um, we put our arms together, put our heads down, stayed together, um, worked our butts off to, to help these players as, as best we could. And um, and for that, I will be forever, forever grateful for the staff. Two final ones and the schedule. When you saw Baltimore week one and Lamar Jackson and just the way it sets up with the AFC North, what goes through your mind those four weeks and getting ready for the start of the season? It's uh, definitely a fantastic challenge for us, you know, and I think that's how we've all approached it, player and coach alike. Um, but it, it definitely, there's a level of angst, as, as there always will be, you know, like they're, especially with a Baltimore, who is so unique in what they do, and, and uh, pre they present so many challenges that you don't see week to week. and. Uh, when you got a quarterback of that caliber with the mobility and the speed that he has, um, it creates issues that just aren't normal, you know. So, from that standpoint, um, it's, you can't simulate it. But is it better that you get him in week one? I, I, I know it's they're always going to be a challenge. I know it's a crazy question, but at the same time, it's like, well, at least we can practice a little bit on this during some of these training camp sessions. Yeah, that helps a little bit. But, but like you said, it's so hard to simulate, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, gone against him twice now from a coaching perspective. And um, and what you see on Sundays is, 
is real and it's legit and it's different, you know, and, and he's got a um, ability to play the position differently than maybe it's ever been played. And uh, he brings a level of athleticism that just rare. So it's going to be a fantastic challenge. But um, at the same time, like just knowing the makeup of this defense and from players and coaches, like we're going to be ready and uh, we're excited about it. And um, what a great platform to, to get the season started with. Yeah. And I just but want till then we got a lot of work. Oh, I know. A lot of work. to get to. <laughs> I just want to end it here. Um, there were so many topics that we didn't get to because you're, you're too good, to be honest with you. Um, Robert, defensive coach, um, all the way going back. And obviously, before he got this job, preceding the Jets, defensive coordinator in San Francisco, he tabs you to be the defensive coordinator. One of the first statements he has asked, or one of the first questions he asked, who's calling the place? He said, I'm not calling the place. And he hires you. Um, how, how much did he provide in terms of balance like you throwing things off of him, ideas, and also uh, how did that relationship evolve and continue to evolve? Yeah, it's huge to have that type of resource in the building to to throw ideas against, um, you know, to get advice from uh, during the week of preparation, during practice, during game planning, obviously, and then on game day is just, it's invaluable, you know, and it's one that I'll be forever grateful for. Um, I really believe like, and I got so much to learn still, and I'm, I'm still growing in every way, teaching and knowledge of the game and my database of defense and the whole thing. But, uh, but I'll be forever grateful for the education of defense that he gives me daily and that he's given me so far. So um, he just gives me the ability to grow every day. Uh, and um, because of him, I'll really be able to be the best version of myself, you know? So it's, it's a very, it's a very cool relationship that I'm fortunate to have. Let's go out on this one. You got a favorite training camp story. Um, you broke into the league when they were still doing two days. Right. Uh, you got anything that stands out that? Mm. The, the, the training camp, which was my last with uh, Mike Singletary as the head coach, he, uh, he brought us back to the essence of football and, uh, with that meaning physicality. And um, he really, he took that idea that it was gonna be the players that make this thing come to life, more so than maybe any coach I've ever been around in my life. And um, I mean, put it this way, we started every practice with either like Nutcracker or Oklahoma, like it was, <laughs> it was as throwback as it gets. And it was as tough as it's ever been around and, and uh, yeah, it was um, it was an adventure. It was definitely tough, and and but I I got to really I'm still so fortunate that I went through it though because it you really gain an appreciation for the men that have that have laid the foundation of of what this league stands for and what is what is all about and and uh, you got to walk the walk of of those guys for at least a training camp, you know. So I'll be forever grateful for him for that, but. Times have changed, haven't they? Yeah, they certainly have. There's none of that. There's no Oklahoma. There's no tackling. There's no double days. There's no nothing. So, But ultimately, absolutely the best thing. Like, I don't want to ever say that we need to go back to that way of life because I think um, this emphasis on player safety is just absolutely necessary, and it's, it's the right way to do things. This was fun. It always is. Appreciate your time. No, I appreciate you. Thank you.